What's up, everybody? I'm Director Brazil, and welcome to my podcast. Today's interview is with Nick Brzezinski, also known as Nikki Films. For those who don't know, he is a photographer, a videographer, an image creator, and he's worked with some of the biggest rappers, celebrities, brands in the world. He's a hustler. He's a beautiful spirit, and he's a good friend. And I'm glad he was able to sit down with me and uh, and have a chat and share a little bit about his journey. So enjoy the podcast. My man, Nick B. Here we are. Thank you for coming, brother. And thanks Always. for coming to my birthday party the other day, man. I appreciate seeing you. Yeah, of course, of you. course. It's like a, it's, it's a ritual out here. I got to always come in your birthday every year. You always do, no matter where you are in the world. And I always see photos of you in some other corner of the planet doing something fun. Yeah. But when it's time for my birthday party, you just yeah. pull up. I don't even know you're in town, and then yeah, you just yeah. show up. <laughs> for sure, bro. It was a good time. It was good to see you. It's good, good to see you see again. Good to see you, too, man. So let's talk about clout. This is your new book. It's a really, really beautiful journey of photography, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's more than that. It's a journey of culture. I mean, why don't you tell the people? First of all, who are you? What do you do? And, yeah, uh, and what is this book? Uh, my name is Nick Brzezinski, and uh, I go by Nikki Films. And basically, this book is, you know, 15 plus years of my photography work as a photographer, a director, a cinematographer, filmmaker, whatever you like to call it. Uh, basically image maker and this is entertainment culture lifestyle uh rich and famous <laughs> celebrities everything in between you know yeah i mean it's it's an incredible book man i mean seriously guys go get it at thecloutbook.com i mean it's Love. such a journey of culture i mean it, it, it i mean we got concerts tours all kinds of interesting art festivals some dude with a giraffe who's that uh, young Dolph. Why don't you take us through some of these photos, man? Why don't you bring out, you know, tell us a couple tell stories. Me, yeah, okay, I, mean, you, okay, I mean, you okay, tell okay, me what okay. you're interested in, and then, like, All right. I could probably fill you in, because there's so many stories in there. The, the book is around 240 pages, and there's over 900 images laid out in the book, so... Yeah, I you see. Know, that's like thousands of stories at that point. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, okay, I see Snoop Dogg in here. Yeah. I saw, I thought I saw Jay-Z earlier, I saw some Kanye in there, Little Wayne. And then a lot of these too are like video stills, you know? So, oh, okay. So like the smaller ones are video stills as well. Gotcha. Then these bigger ones are photos, so. You were telling me earlier about a story with uh, George Lucas, is he in here? Is that photo yeah, in there? Yeah, well I have a photo with him at the end, you know, I did like a yearbook photo. Yeah. Kind of collage at the end where it's. You know, yeah. me and me cool. and about a hundred celebrities on like a selfie kind of yeah yeah you know yearbook style. So the book is called Clout. Why did you want to call it that? Why Clout? It kind of just occurred to me like yeah we got to call this Clout. You know it's it's a word of a generation. It is. It is, man. I mean, like I remember meeting you. What must have been like twenty years ago mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. We were both yeah. getting started. You know, we were yeah. both uh, skaters. Of course, in Chicago, yeah. just rollerblading around town yeah, with our yeah. cameras, filming our buddies. Is that how you got into it? Like, what was the start of you, Nick, the photographer? Was it skating first and then photography? Or yeah, yeah, work? for sure. I think it was definitely like skating was the catalyst for all this stuff, you know, because I don't think without that, we wouldn't be capturing these moments. We wouldn't have a reason to have the camera. Otherwise, us recording these stunts, you know, we'd have evidence of our pursuits, our adventures. So somebody had to have that camera, you know. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it was birthed out of. I think that's kind of grew from there. 
Was, uh, was your family supportive of that, of uh, you doing photography and video? Uh, yeah, I think for the most part my family was pretty supportive. Uh, my grandmother, she herself was an artist. Um, everyone else in my family is mechanics, things of that nature. So it's like, it's kind of an art in itself. I was kind of the only one to kind of take that path off. Right. And really pursue it full time. That's great. Once, you know, money was made and <laughs> everybody was respected it. When did you know that photography and just capturing images in general was going to be more than a hobby, right? Because a lot of people could film their homies skating, mm -hmm. but at what point did it go from it being a hobby with the homies to yeah. like a, you getting paid to do it? Yeah, I think really, I think the, the first time that the kind of light bulb went off is kind of the first time that we had linked up. Not first time we had linked up, but one of the times we had linked up. And you were like, yo, my homie needs these photo shoots, seal fresh. Oh, And we shit. went over there off 22nd or wherever we were at by that Burger King and the overpass uh -huh. off of uh, Archer. Yes. Yeah, it was off 35th and Archer, I think it was. And uh, it was a $200 photo shoot. And up until that point, I hadn't made any money with it. And you were the first person to actually put me on game and say, hey, you can make money doing this and these people will pay you some money. So I went over there. And you kind of brokered the deal or whatever it was. I remember that. And then I shot a mixtape. Yep, I shot a group of guys, like three or four guys, I think it was. It took about an hour or two, and they gave me like two hundred dollars cash, and that was like the big light bulb, and that was really thanks to you. So. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, that's like a real story. Dude, I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, that's a real story. Because I remember that was seeing... like the first real photo shoot that I had got paid some money from, and I was like, okay, this could actually be something, you know. I actually didn't even know that because I had seen your yeah. work on your yeah. website at the yeah, time sure. and it looked so professional. I figured, oh, psh, Nick's got to be working with so many people. You yeah, know, yeah, I thought, yeah. yeah, we were lucky to have you. And yeah, then, I was just hopping around at that point, really, just still learning my craft and shit like that. Just shooting just for shits and giggles. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you're a big old influence out here. So, you know, that's why I'm here with you right now. That's why we're here together in the whole universe and the energy's right, you know? Yeah. So what are you up to nowadays, man? What's happening with you? You told me about a van that you got. You got the yeah, yeah. The, so the, so we got the, the the van that we converted into base like camper, um, with a fridge in the back. Uh, you know, big L sectional uh, furniture piece pulls out into a bed. We got a independent power source, ventilation, insulation, floor, ceiling. Everything's kind of redone. You know, so. Um, just taking it on hella trips, just going and experience nature and just getting back to, you know, getting back to yourself and getting kind of out of your head and into the world a little bit. Yeah. What made you want to do that? Uh, what made was me want to... Was it during COVID that you... Yeah, 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 it was during COVID, actually. Yeah. Um, I think what it really was, was that, like, I had came out, I had come out here and did a lot of the things that I wanted to do. and. I would say kind of did, kind of spent an absorbent amount of money on things I probably didn't need, designer things and all this like clouded up shit. And I kind of just did that because I wanted to know what it felt like to go in there and purchase this or buy this or have a $1,500 pair of shoes, like something that nobody that I know, nobody from right. where I'm from is going to do that. Right. But I just did that because I want to know how it feels. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make that a habit, you know? Right. But then, so then I had bought a Porsche. And the Porsche was cool, I bought, bought a Porsche truck, and I loved the Porsche truck, but after a while, like, it had just got too much to just keep and maintain and the gas and everything, and I was like, you know, I gotta get rid of this because it's like, this really ain't even me, this ain't even who I am. I'm evolving into a whole nother person, you know? Yeah. And I never grew up with nature. 
You know, we live in Chicago, it's like all cement, so I never grew up in nature. I, I wasn't in the Boy Scouts. You know right. what I'm saying? I never went to a mountain. I never went on a trail. No one taught me how to start a fire, none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like once you accomplish a lot of the things you want to accomplish, I feel like you kind of start anew, you know? And you kind of can create a new lane for yourself or a new persona or a new image of what your life wants to be like. So after doing kind of all this stuff and having a lot of ups and downs out here, I feel like I'm at a place that's good in my life where I can take a break and I can go do what I like to do. I don't need to be on the computer editing all the time. I don't need to be answering emails and dealing with clients all the time because I'm an artist. And as an artist, like I need free time to go out there and just get in my head and get out my head. Yes. Have a notepad, write my ideas down, read a couple books, maybe watch a couple movies, do whatever, you know, sit by the campfire indulge in whatever I, you know may be happening at the time but it's one of those things where I think as an artist you're always having rebirths you're always rebranding yourself you're always like that phoenix that has to rise from the ashes because you have to constantly prove over and over and over and over again you know yeah. you have to prove your worth you have to prove your artistic integrity over and over again it's one it's one of those things like once you're on you're not just on you have to continue to be quote unquote, on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And with that being said, you just have to, you know, you really have to stay focused <clears throat> and you just really need to um, <clears throat> stay consistent. Yeah, and evolve. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, I, I say it as artists, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to this that maybe aren't artists, but definitely people who are artists it's like we are constantly reinventing ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through phases and stages, you know, where, yeah. like you said, maybe, you know, we needed to go through that phase of seeing what it feels like to get the material things, For see sure. what it feels like to get the, the luxury place or whatever, and then realize it's like, oh, that really doesn't impress yeah. me that much. And you start figuring out, like, okay, well, what actually makes me happy? Like, I love acai bowls. I don't give a fuck if they're twelve dollars. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I love a delicious acai bowl. That's worth the yeah. money for me. A really good acai bowl. You know, little things like that. You know, like a, a mm -hmm. great neck pillow when I'm flying. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a nice memory foam one where like yeah, it's the small things. It's a small things, you know. Sure. But it's like we needed to go through that phase of just of trying course. shit mm -hmm. to realize because it's it's you know neither of us came from money and it's mm -hmm. not like we're ball out of control now. Of but course. but we're consistent, you know, and and, yeah. we're, and we're getting paid for what we do. But, you know, when people with money tell you that having money doesn't make you happy, yeah. it's like, well, easy for you to say, but let me make some money and find out. Of course. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't know till you try. You don't know till you yeah. try, you know, and it's like, you know, this year was probably my biggest year growth wise. It feels like to me that mm -hmm. my biggest year yeah. where I achieved um, certain kinds of successes that I hadn't before. Okay. And I felt super stressed. You know, and like I thought that just having those things, then I was gonna magically feel better. And it's of like course. you don't. It's yeah. like wow, I'm achieving stuff, and now I'm stressed because I'm worried about losing it. It's yeah. like oh, so really the experience of richness, the experience of abundance, really comes from, I think maybe gratitude, mm -hmm. right? Of course, yeah. Be you got to be grateful for what's going on. Because uh, there's always you got to count your more. blessings. You know what I'm saying? There's always something more, and sometimes you got to go through tumultuous periods, and sometimes you got to go through materialistic excess just to feel what that feels like because it's part of the journey it's part of the journey as a human being it's part of the journey as an artist yeah you know because we because i started at the bottom and i've been to the mountaintop and seen everything in between now i don't need to stay up there because i'm really not from up there 
I can observe, I can work, I can move around, you know, like the planets do the sun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't necessarily have to be a part of that because I'm an artist. I have one foot in and one foot out of everything that I do. Yeah. Because I never fall too far down the rabbit hole. You know what I'm saying? That could be detrimental to everything. Yeah. And being a videographer, I feel like we get to see a lot of different rabbit holes, mm -hmm. you know, from yeah. growing up in Chicago. I know we both have shot a lot of uh, like real gangster rap videos yeah, yeah. where it's like people just pulling out all their guns and all the drug money and everything. Like yeah. just having you in the middle of a crime scene, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all over it. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I remember. Like we're just kids. Just getting so involved in some deep shit. But they were nice people. They were good people. But yeah. like, we were in some wild situations, man. Of course. Of course, yeah. Um, Chicago just really birthed that hustle, I think, in both of us. You know, it's one of those places where your hustle is respected. It's not your clout. It's not your follower count or your likes. It's like your hustle really gets you respected in Chicago. And we hustled hard for a long time. And we hustled for the city and we hustled for a lot of people that were there good people, some bad people, some, you know, people that really helped us out. So I, you know, I always have my heart in Chicago and I, and I always try to inspire people from Chicago as well. Yeah. yeah. There's just so much talent there. There's a lot of talent there. Untapped talent. Why do you think so much of the talent is untapped? Well, other than having like an outlet or a platform, I don't know. I think it just gets overlooked, you know? I think it just gets overlooked or overshadowed, maybe just overshadowed by other, you know, other people or places, but. How did you put yourself on? Like, how did you go from being overlooked to, to working with the biggest artists in the world? I think I just overworked myself, you know? I think at one point I was doing like three videos a day type of shit, you know? Filming, editing, turning around, being in everyone's face, you know? Being slightly annoying. <laughs> dropping people's videos without their approval, just banging shit out, going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's how a lot of people in Chicago got on, is that real drill, like that over and over. That's how Famous Dex got on. That's how a lot of people got on, just nonstop. Because what else are you doing in Chicago? It's like, that was my escape, you know? Yeah. And I, th I, I think it's a good training ground. through the camera, really, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then I got to be involved with all these different people and places mm -hmm. of the city that I would never be around otherwise, whether it was good or bad. You know what I'm saying? And maybe having the lack of abundance and opportunity in Chicago oh. made it to where we had a hustle. Yeah, so it's like and your imagination and creativity yeah. doubled out here. It's just like, oh, yeah, everyone's pretty and everything looks great and everything is worthy of film and everything, you know. In Chicago, it's like you really had a location scout. You really had to cast people. Like, yeah. you really had to be on top of your shit to make your vision come to life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm really grateful that I grew up in that in that environment. For sure, and it just taught us just to be uh, self sufficient, just to make it happen mm -hmm. with few resources. So then, when you come yeah. out here and you actually have more resources, you know you can, yeah. you know what to do with them. You know how to maximize them. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not an entertainment hub. So when you're there <laughs> trying to do something that's against the grain. You know, not only are you going to have naysayers, haters or whatever, you know, you're just going to have a lot of people that aren't in your same realm of thinking. That aren't, you know, that, that can't act, that can't do these things that you may have to come out here and yeah. utilize some of these people and resources and things like that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, How'd you like working with Diddy and 
touring uh, with him. How was that experience? Yeah, I mean, I loved working with Diddy, and I think working with him and being around him showed me like exactly why he is the person he is, and because he hustles on a thousand, like a thousand and one percent every single day, you know, yeah, like nonstop, like yeah, people up in the morning, working all day till the middle of the morning, sleep for a couple hours, and do the same thing over again, you know, and his just hustle and his drive, it's just really contagious. And everybody that works for him hustles hard too. And um, it's really one of those things, it was a learning experience. And it's hard to out hustle Diddy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I think one thing that's really interesting about that is that sometimes people assume that the people who are at the top of the game mm -hmm. are, are chilling now. Oh. Because they've made millions. Yeah. No. There are multi-millionaires yeah. that are getting up before us and staying up after us. Like, of course, they're working going hard. hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think a lot of people see that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't see that. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things when you get an exclusive access to it, you just want to take all that and transfer it into your life and try to be the best person that you can be. Because once you're living your truth and once you're doing what you love, it's only going to be contagious and help other people follow their dreams, believe in themselves. Yes. You know, a lot of people, they may not feel they're good enough or they don't have the best camera, or they don't have any connections, none of that shit matters. Just believe in yourself, believe in what you love to do and go pursue it, that's it. Yes. In any level, in any capacity. Take on any opportunity you can, that's the cheat code. Yeah, just say yes. <laughs> just say yes, and then yeah. after a while you'll be having so many yeses, you might have to say a couple no's. Exactly. At that point you've built yourself up to a point where you're your business, you know? Yeah. I think that's how a lot of us started. It was just like, oh, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, yeah, we'll do that. Shoot birthday parties, weddings, this, that, uh, whatever. Just stay doing the work. Yeah, and doing what you love to do, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're doing all those things, especially with the camera, you're learning about life, you know? Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> it's really the gift that keeps on giving to me. Because I'm about to come bring my camera to your event or place of business or whatever and do something for you. But really, I'm the one that's getting the gift. I'm getting all the experience, like, to see a different part of the world I've never seen, you know, or to do something that meet someone I never met before. Yeah. I feel very fortunate about that. Just all the different because, you know, as, if we're filming somebody, they're probably good at what they do. No matter sure. what we're filming. If we're going to go film a mechanic, chances are he's not a horrible mechanic. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, for sure. So it's like we just happen to come across people that are so good at what they do. And you learn a little bit from everybody. Even if what they do has nothing to do with what I'm doing, maybe how they approach it. Like how they approach real estate or mm -hmm. whatever the fuck. It's like, oh, that's an interesting way to think about that problem. Maybe I could approach my problem that way, you know? Yeah, of course. What do you think about doing free work when you're coming up as a creator like if you're trying to get on yeah you know i know i did a lot of free work you know mm -hmm. my first two videos i directed for tiger were absolutely free mm -hmm. you know maybe he had like a thousand bucks and we spent it all in the video like yeah, i made sure. nothing you know but it but at that point i hadn't worked with a major artist at that level mm -hmm. so then it's like yeah me doing a free <laughs> video is yeah, yeah what is it a week's worth of my time to have you know tiger on my resume then i could leverage that Mm -hmm. to work with other people because then they'll want to hire me because i'm tiger's guy <laughs> or whatever of course that's know? the best name of the game yeah. yeah do you remember doing a lot of free work coming yeah, up? yeah i mean you have to do free work coming up like i wouldn't really necessarily call it free work you know i would call it like practice or just fun or you got to call it something other than just free work you know you're really honing in on your craft and to this day i still do things for free yeah to this day i've been doing this shit 16 17 years i still help people out and give people a helping hand 
and go out of my way to do shit for people, you know. Um, do you for, ever find for, for a multitude of reasons, you know? I was gonna say, do you ever find that you're when you're doing something for free for somebody, mm -hmm. not that you put in more or less effort, but to get me to want to do it for free means that I have to really care about you or your project or of both, course. you know? And sometimes I put in more effort on the stuff I'm doing for free yeah, yeah. than some of the stuff I've been paying a lot of money for. Not that they don't, they don't get my efforts, but there's a different connection there. Okay. Yeah. You feel me? It, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, like tomorrow I'm helping my buddy out with a short film. And, uh, and I've never done a short film project mm -hmm. like this one before. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I just want to practice that. Yeah, I want to practice the ability to capture certain kinds of moods that if I look anywhere on my reel, I don't have anything mm -hmm. that looks like what this project is going to be. So for me, donating a day of shooting for free is worth it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people complain about, you know, doing the exposure jobs. It's like, well, if you're getting paid, mm -hmm. then who, who cares? You know, yeah. then don't take the exposure jobs. Mm -hmm. But if you're not getting paid, you might need to take some exposure jobs because you... Yeah. You got you got to just keep working anyway, because it's like yeah. you could show up for free, and help them out so well, that they need you on the next one. Oh, for and sure. And then you say, well, well, I can't come unless you know I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some dough. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Make yourself indispensable. Mm -hmm. Like so show. Up. I mean, so yeah. much free shit has turned into opportunities. Yeah. That have just been you know, boundlessly resourceful. You know, like this thing might lead to this person that leads to this person. And now you've done this job, got this paycheck, met this person, and like now you're at Diddy's house. Yeah. And that's how that works. Yeah. Oh, you mean the thing that I did for so-and-so that was, oh, that I just looked out for him, and then he put me in connection with these people that did this, this so-and-so, so-and-so, and that's how shit happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not to say you got to do free work forever or anything like that. You know, it's definitely a stepping stone. I mean, it's definitely something that people do to, I would say, trade off, barter sometimes yeah whatever that may be but you know you got to think about it as working with somebody you know it's like you want to work with somebody you don't just want to be worked you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> i don't want to just be worked i'd rather work with you yeah you know, but there is a difference there's a big difference some people just want to work you they got eight revisions for you 23 emails they're ready to work you they don't want to have a conversation <laughs> about anything other than can you do more stuff for me right but you know, if you're getting paid, I mean, it's a business. So I, you know, I do what needs to be done. That's all I could say. I feel that. Let's do a rapid fire section right now. Okay. Where you just <clears throat> rattle off. Maybe we can both do this. Uh, mistakes that we've made in the game. So like lessons that we learned. You know what I mean? Like for me, like a simple one okay. is like have extra batteries and yeah. charge all those bitches. <laughs> like yeah. you should have enough batteries to run all day yeah, yeah. and forget to turn the camera off and still have enough batteries. Yeah. In my early days, I showed up to shoots with like two batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if one of them wasn't fully charged. <laughs> yeah, you were playing the swap game. Yeah, Running yeah. around, yeah. So that's like, I mean, I know that's simple, but it's like a lot of people that are coming up and wanting to create, they're gonna repeat the same kind of mistakes. Like, yeah. well, so let's just go back and forth. So mine was batteries at the beginning. What's, what's yeah. one for you? Man, I would say, if I'm thinking about like a camera related thing, I would say, Definitely have like someone spotting you when you're flying the drone because I didn't crash the drone overestimated, underestimated. So it's like to have someone there spotting the drone telling you, oh, I can see it. I think that's pretty good. I think you should do that. I mean, a lot of people are great at flying the drone. Myself, like I would say I'm amateur and I wouldn't say I'm amateur. I'm a little above amateur. 
Um, I'm just a daredevil, you know? So I just need someone to look out for me. Um, yeah, like there's a bridge, watch out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, and I would say, um, I would say don't drink too much at a shoot or something like that if you can't handle it. You know, if you're at an, an event, a soiree, and you're just indulging in the perks of the job, like know your limit, you know? Because that could get out of hand too. Absolutely. Whether you're shooting a wedding or you're whatever. Um, another one I would say is uh, when you're negotiating rates for editing, yeah. do it by the hour or by for the sure. day, not a flat rate. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, when you get a flat rate, they'll hit you with like a hundred yeah. notes. You definitely need to do by the hour. And it devalues your every hour that you're spending. Yeah, That's yeah, it's definitely. Just, you know, hey, if you want to give me more notes, great. We're paying for each of those notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Revisions. It's like a love-hate thing, you know. I don't mind doing revisions. I think to the point it gets a little out of control. Right. But that's usually mm -hmm. for clients that are paying a lot of money, so you kind of like don't mind. Right. But either way, like. What I'm, about filming rappers? What's some okay. advice for people that are coming up right now that want to film rappers that are amateurs? They've never worked with yeah. a superstar and or somebody straight from the hood who wants to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. And there's differences there, you know, yeah, yeah. like what are some some things you have to learn just in the jungle of dealing with the personalities? Yeah, I mean, I would say first, like, be respectable and respect yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to really look at yourself as who you are as a person before you go out into the world, like how you're dressed, what your energy's like you know, where you're at in the world, when you're moving around these people, you have to be aware of who's around, you know, you have to be aware where your car is, you have to be aware of just everything, you know, you have to be aware how to move, just in general, I guess, but, um, working with rappers, man, I worked with all types of rappers, from like the small fries to the major leagues, everywhere in between, from people getting haircuts and going to the mall, the, the hour that the shoot is supposed to start to happen, <laughs> Uh, so people being there extra early, you know, I guess it all depends, you know, um, there's no like one specific like How do, type of person, you know, but why do you think they like to work with you? I think people like to work with me because I'm pretty laid back, easygoing guy, you know, I'm always open to ideas. I'm always open to collaboration. I'm always interested in helping you build yourself. I'm not thinking, oh, what can I get out of it? Oh, give me some money. I need money or oh, I need the connection or the clout or whatever. I'm not that type of person. You know what I'm saying? I'm more laid back in my approach. I like to work with people. I don't work people, you know? Yeah. So if you have an idea and you want to change the shot or you want this, that, that, that's fine. I'm not going to sit there and try to argue back and forth as the director with the client when this is what you want. This is what you're paying for. This is what you're going to get. You know, now if it's something stylistically that I just can't have, like we'll go to war about it. But usually it's something pretty chill, you know, like, okay, you want this change or this change or this scene cut or you ain't feeling this outfit or you're not feeling this model. We got to swap her out. Yeah, we could do all that. It's not like a problem. Yeah. You know, I think most directors, I think they're like so headstrong and they have such a big ego. It's like they want to work the artist. They want the rapper to be here, 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 here. They got this grand plan. They don't want to work with the artist. Understand the artist more. Because some artists don't want to be with a girl in the car all the time. Some artists don't want to look like this. Some artists have a, you know, a way that they view themselves. And you kind of, kind of understand certain people's nature. And that helps you kind of to make the shots better. I think to make the energy better. Because a lot of videos, sometimes you might see the rapper. His like lips are off. His energy ain't even in it. That might have been the director's fault or something. They, he might have got... That artist pissed, and now he's just going to do his two takes and leave. He's like a feature on a song. 
right. you know? Yeah. I've seen a couple of videos like recently that I watched um, that I was like, man, this, he's not, this man is not happy to be there. I could physically <laughs> see as a director. Yeah, yeah. Like, damn, they got this man out here j dancing around. He is not happy. Someone wants to piss him off. But you know what? It was a good song, whatever. Most people won't notice shit like that. You know, I'm a very visual person. Ever since I was a child, I was a visual person. I was a big artist. I liked to draw. I was into Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I was a very visual person. I like to see things. You know, I used to... You know, I got all types of stories. Just I'm doing just artistic endeavors. You know, visually being visually creative. Who inspires you? Uh, who inspires me? Well, I would say my first artistic inspiration would be my grandmother. Um, she would draw and she would sew and she would um, she would do a lot of creative things. And that was my first inspiration growing up in a room in a house in a community of men that were mechanics. And I was like, okay, there's my grandma's doing, you know, something creative, something that she loves to do. I'm about to do the same thing. I'm not about to get dirty and do all this. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I was like, I'm about to go create some shit. <laughs> you know, I've always been creative kid since I was little, you know? Yes. And that was really my, like, first creative inspiration. But I would say my inspiration today is, like, always David LaChapelle. Uh, he's one of my favorite photographers. I met him uh, in he's Miami amazing. at Art Basel. And he was just gracious. He was so dope and uh he had a lot of nice words to say to me he wrote some nice things for me in uh this book he had a book release i went to it um his work is very creative uh i like the the audacity in his work yeah. like that one with tupac in the bathtub with all the gold chains around him he did yeah, the classic the kanye west with the christ cross on his the uh the thorn yeah, yeah. thing for rolling stone i mean he did so many he did some michael jackson ones that were crazy Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's really he's really inspired. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I, I think a lot of the best artwork is artwork that confronts you. You know, artwork that might be political or, you know, that's the best type of artwork to me. Some that makes you change your perspective possibly or see things in a different light. I just read Into the Wild. That was a, uh, you know, it was like a bestseller for like a long time. Pretty standard like kind of nature book. Just read that and. Just kind of getting into that idea of being back to where we were before, like all this, before the cell phones, before screens, and kind of finding myself again, kind of to bring myself back to the world in a whole new light, you know, an yeah. evolved version of myself. What have you found so far? What have I found so far is like loving yourself is key. If you don't love yourself, it's like you, you have to love yourself first. Yeah. Because without loving yourself, how are you going to love the camera? How are you going to love your job? How are you going to you know, love recording or whatever it is that you do. How are you going to love your spouse or your child? Like, you have to love yourself. Self-love is everything. And I think a lot of people get maybe discouraged or feel like they may not be up to the task working with these certain rappers or... No, you're there. You're good. Just love yourself. Believe in yourself. Like I said, respect yourself and just do that shit. You know, there's like nothing to be afraid of. That's yeah. what I would say. You know, there's, there's no reason yes. to be afraid Tell of any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? There's really not. It's like I've gotten to a point in my life where it's like all the puzzle pieces in my brain are like falling into place. And to think about everything that's in the book, um, you know, there's a lot more on the way. And it's a lot easier than you might think it is because you're the one that's creating the barrier or the wall in your life. And you got to break that wall down and just go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like like the our only... belief about what's possible yeah. has such an effect on what we try. Of course, the only person in your way is you. You dig? That's how I feel. 
So yeah. I've been in my way for so long, bro. You know, and then I evolve and then I get in my way again. And then I evolve and then I get in my way again. It's only me getting in my way. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, fuck this person or that. I don't like, I don't delegate negative energy towards anybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that really in me to hate another person or to be outwardly disrespectful to another person. I don't need all that in my life. You know, the only person that's stopping me is me. So I got to keep loving myself, keep learning myself, relearning myself, loving myself, building and building and building. It's going to make better art, better connections, better relationships. Your life is going to be better for it the more that you love and the more love that you share to others, you know? That's just common yes. sense. That's like changing the that's like changing the world type shit, but no, but that's <laughs> that, that's so true. It, and it sounds so simple because it is that simple. Yeah. I think sometimes we we look for the complicated yeah. answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it really is with that self-love and loving others. It, it, it's it's realizing that we are the source of love. You know, if, if we want to see a happy world, be the happy world. Yeah. You know? For sure. I mean, and there's days where it's like you don't want to do this shit or you're upset or mm -hmm. you're mad. You know, it's the ups and downs of being an artist. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, the reward always outweighs the risk to me. Yeah. And you know what I've learned this year? I've learned uh, the power of surrender. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've read into it. Well, I guess different people have different definitions for it. Yeah. But in the context of where I learned it, it's about uh, accepting what is. Mm -hmm. And I used to feel like um, I either wanted to change everything or it was perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. I can accept what is so that I can change it. Here's an example. Um, when I would get really, really tired, I, granted, I just had a coffee now, so this is probably a bad example. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would do things that would like stimulate me to stay up, you know, mm -hmm. and I would be stressed like, no, I shouldn't be tired. No, I should have energy. I should be getting work done today. Why aren't I getting work done today? And then I'm stressing yeah. about the fact that I'm tired, oh, for sure. adding suffering to, to the whole experience. Yeah. And, and then once I learned to just surrender to it and say, hey, I am tired today and that's okay. Once I, I, I started stopped resisting the <laughs> yeah. fact that I was tired, yeah. I got a little bit of energy. Yeah. Cause I wasn't resisting it. For I sure. surrendered to, to, to the to the what is, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's been helping me a lot. You know, it, it's um it's interesting because I learned a lot of self help psychology stuff early mm -hmm. on, like in my teens. Like yeah. I had homies like Morocco that put me onto books. Yeah. And I understood it intellectually, mm -hmm. but it, it wasn't until years later, like a lot of the concepts I'm just now really living. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like I always got it. I was a positive guy and, and I could talk about like, it's like, you know, I could talk. Because you've experienced it at this point. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yes. I, I, yeah. I have made money and lost money and made money and lost money and lost everything again and built it all back up again. You know, yeah. I've, I've had breakups and new relationships and breakups. It's like I, I've, I've had enough shit fall apart and rebuild back up again just to know that it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. I could build a multi-million dollar company. Hopefully I won't lose it all, but if I do, it's okay. Yeah. Build another one. Like it's um, not to say that I want to tear everything down, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, I think the more we survive, the more we, we realize that we can survive. We, mm -hmm. we can handle it, you know, and we start valuing the little things. Like you said, go into nature. Mm -hmm. For me this year, I started skating more. Yeah. I went back to Kentucky and visited some of the homies from back in the day and went to the first skate park where I learned to skate, where I had mm -hmm. my first kiss. When the first time, I went to the rental yeah. center where I rented my first camera. Before oh, I bought nice. a camera, I used to rent like a, the VHS shoulder cameras, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went there and I was like, yo, I used to dream about just owning a handy cam. Like that was a dream for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about, yeah, if you think about old dreams that you had that you accomplished, it's like, it's crazy to think about, like, oh, that's all I, oh, that's all I wanted? Now you want so much more, you know? And you couldn't even fathom that this is what you wanted after you've accomplished so much that you never would have thought you'd have accomplished, you know? Yeah. and That's that why it's always good to look back at your prior self and kind of compare and contrast to your new self to see how far you have came. Yes, yeah. and it's not like it's good. I think that what I learned is that I'm not going to stop achieving new things just because I'm grateful for what I already have. Yeah, It's like I used to be driven by the feeling of like, I don't have anything, so there are must get the things, you know? But um, I don't need to be in a state of not having something to want to achieve something. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah, like it's sure. possible for me to be, it's actually better for me to be grateful, feel abundant. Like what I have right now in this apartment, yeah. this is the dream. This is as good as it, like, embrace yeah. the beauty of it of course and then i can achieve the next thing from a state of abundance instead of being needy yep. instead of being like oh oh i have to work at this yeah we're gonna work yeah, yeah no i feel you i mean it's it's just one of those things where you just can't get caught up in the rat race of it all um like sometimes you may not feel fulfilled or you may want to get to that next level and i feel where you're coming from because because i i've talked to my homie too and it's like you know, we always want more, or we want to get to that next level or whatever it is. And my boy is just like, yo, like, why are you tripping? Like, we already made it. <laughs> and I'm like, how? Like, what, what do you mean we made it? It's like, okay, well, you wake up, you get to do whatever you want to do. You have some money in your bank account. You can go wherever you want to go. You have great people in your life, family that loves you, you, you know, camera equipment that you can do whatever you'd like with. And it's like, once you start thinking about the things that you have and becoming grateful, it's just like, shit. If this is what made if this is what made it feels like, it feels pretty fucking good, you know. But you can always aspire to have more and want more. I feel like. Yeah, because we can. Because I think to get more, we have to give more. Yeah. You know, so I think having the goals of saying like, oh, you know, like for me to have the goals of building a multi-million dollar company means that I have to deliver multi-million dollars worth of value to people. It means I need to create art that's gonna touch people that much you yeah. know to, to be worth it so it requires a growth but um before we wrap it up i just want to ask you uh how would you like to be remembered how would i like to be remembered yeah man how would i like to be remembered i don't think anyone's ever asked me that question before um man i just think the first thing that comes to mind is a good person you know i think a lot of people will remember me as a good person so i don't have many enemies do great business and great work and all the people that I work with uh, invest in themselves and work hard for their image and for their art and their craft. That's why they come to me and to you and to other people that are in our circle of friends because I feel like we care enough about them similar to how they care about themselves and we just want to help. And the more that you give, it's like, it's going to come back. Because that guy might have five guys that need a video that has 10 guys that need a video. Now you got 25 videos. And now you're delegating it out to this editor and that editor. And now you're, you know, you're, you're running the whole business before you know it. So you just can't be afraid. It's just learn your camera. Once you learn your camera, the technical aspects of having a camera, how to set the f-stop, the shutter speed, the, you know, the white balance, like how to make things properly exposed. Once you know the technical aspects, it's like you're limitless. 
Don't ever hold yourself back because you're in this neighborhood or you're in this city or this town or you don't have anything to shoot. You have to make your own thing to shoot. You know what I'm saying? You might have to shoot truckers on the side of the road <laughs> till you get to shoot what you want to shoot. You might have to shoot bar mitzvahs and weddings and birthdays and funerals and you might have to photograph Little League and ballet or whatever, you know, until you get to where you want to be at artistically, creatively, and all that shit is just paid practice, you know, so. Yes, yes, bro, in thank my, you. In my opinion. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I mean, in my, in my opinion and, and in our line of work, it's like, what is one day out of your life? Yeah. You know, it's just an adventure. You don't got to clock in and work for these people every day. Just do a great job for them and there'll be more people that they know that want you to do the same great job for them. And then it just steamrolls, you know, and then you start getting assistance and shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think of it as paid practice too whenever I do like a, like a corporate job that's not too inspired. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I'm getting paid to, you know, master how to really light this interview the right way or how to yeah. get that sound just right or whatever. Yeah. It's like, great. It's, it's like I'm going to school and getting paid to it. For sure. You know, like, yeah. like, like we're just gonna just tighten up. How how good can we set everything up? Can we break it down faster? Can we communicate better? It's it's all an opportunity for growth. But um, listen, man, I want to thank you for coming. Oh, for you sure. Know, I feel like we could be talking for hours. Oh, you know, easily. But, you know, easily. I'm gonna definitely have to have you come back again. But yeah, congratulations on your book. And thank you. Uh, I want everybody out there that's watching, is curious. It's a uh, Nikki Films Clout, thecloutbook.com, and uh, they can you can find Nick at. Uh, at Nikki Films. At Nikki Films. Yeah, N-I-C-K-Y-F-I-L-M-S. You are a really good person, man. And you have a beautiful heart. <laughs> Thank brother. you. Like you I too, said. likewise. That's why we're in the same room together. Thank you for coming, man. Congrats on everything. Yeah, lifelong friendship for sure. My guy. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah. Look, they can never keep me down, I'm going And if I ever fail, just know I'll go again I never quit, cause I know that every loss May lead to another win, I'm going no Who the best in this thing? Tell them, yeah, that's me Tell them who 